If you're looking to transfer any of your old skate footage or any photos or anything like that to digital, be sure to reach out to avgearguy.com and he will take care of it all for you, make it easy, and do it before actually any of this gets destroyed or lost forever. So avgearguy.com, and if you mention the No Manga Podcast, you will save 5% on your order. So that's avgearguy.com. Be sure to check it out. Welcome to the No Manga Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. You can follow along on social media, at Rick Beta, that's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or you can email the show, nomangapodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you as always. All right, jumping right in. Now, let me start by saying this. Actually, you know what? Let me, you know what? Yeah. NBD first ever golf claps before I even start the next segment. Yeah, these golf claps aren't for me. No, they're for you, Jenkum Mag. That's right, Jenkum did it again. And I feel like I'll be saying this more in the future, probably more and more and more in the future. And by, you know, did it again, I mean creating and providing such amazing content that almost brings like, almost brought tears to my eyes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what they did. Did that very recently. And you might have to start some like disclaimers for these videos in the future, team. I'm just talking to you guys, the Jenkum staff. Maybe a quick little title that says, you know, please have, you know, a box of tissues nearby, just in case, you know, might be sensitive to some viewers. You know, just something simple like that. You know, something. It just it doesn't have to be too hard. I'm referring to the discussing skateboarding with neuroscientist Andrew Huberman. That video they did with, you know, OG Carl Watson asking the amazing questions. Yeah, he was the host. Oh, quick side note. I'm sure I mentioned this before, but neuroscience is something that, you know, I've been passionate about for, what, well over a decade now. I love everything about it. So I would have watched this video regardless, even if it had nothing to do with skateboarding. I just had to mention that. But with that being said, if you haven't checked it out, and you're not into that topic, you will still enjoy this interview only because it is damn good. Okay, I'm just starting it off with that. And it turns out, you know, Carl and Andrew go like way back, like way back to like the early days of Embarcadero. And I, I like to think that I crossed paths with these two back in the day too. You know, I definitely saw Carl. I saw Carl at Embarcadero, definitely did that. But I don't recall seeing Andrew. Either way though, if I'm, if I ever like, run into these two, I'm going to pretend that we go way back anyway. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, guys, long time no see, man. Yeah, we used to, you know, eat at that Carl's Jr. together at separate tables back in the day. You remember? No? Okay. I mean, no biggie. But, you know, it, it, as they talked about, the community. So, yeah, I saw Carl there. And, you know, there's so many. Oh, my, my Carol, you know, all these guys just back in the – when I was the spot in San Francisco – it was it was good times. So anyway, it, th this video is not about Embarcadero, so I'm going to just carry on. But there are so many like suggestions and nuggets of wisdom in this video that I could break down each and every one, each and every question, each and every response, but I won't. I won't do that cuz that'll make this episode like 2 hours, 3 hours long. I could literally talk that long about just this video. So you have to go listen for yourself. It will be 18 minutes of time like of your time's well spent. Trust me, you will be a better human and a better skateboarder afterwards. No lie. 
I do have to say there was only one thing that Andrew said that I didn't fully agree with. I, I still don't. And it was right around the time when he was talking about how science and skateboarding, you know, equals innovating, right? We all know that. We that skateboarding, just the evolution of skateboarding since the you know 60s and 70s to now, it's insane. It's so true, right? I was nodding my head in agreement. Fully agree. And then Andrew went on to compare skateboarding to other sports, you know, say like he mentioned basketball and how basketball hasn't really changed over the years. I'm like, that it's kind of true, but that's when my brain was like, wait wait a minute. I mean, it, it hasn't changed that much, but it has, you know, it has changed. And all thanks to a man by the name of Stephen Curry. So dude changed the way the entire sport is played now. Now you have kids like taking full court shots when they should be practicing free throws. That's what he changed the game from like youth on up. The whole game has changed. So I, I, I you know, I did have to mention that. So shout out to Steph. But that was the only thing that I disagreed with, you know? And I was thinking, like, yeah, it's always nice to disagree with a neuroscientist. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm kind of, like, shrugging right now, like, you know, sitting up straight. You should try sometime. I mean, you probably won't get far. But anyway, I just was like, that's the only one thing I had to mention. Andrew's such a solid dude, though. I mean, you can tell that he's 100% passionate about what he does. And as he mentioned, he is here to live in service. And I've heard that a lot over the years. And especially if you're miserable at your job or just whatever you're doing, if you feel lost, frustrated, depressed, etc., in that with the live in service, just those three words, you can flip the script and kind of not make it about you and service others. You know, this is what I've just heard and learned about over the years. Volunteer a few days or hours somewhere, even if it's one, and it doesn't have to be something huge. And in turn, what happens, you know, people have turned their lives around and reversed some of their like personal and emotional challenge challenges, myself included. You know, a few years ago, I was frustrated with what, you know, I was doing for a living, just kind of where I was at in life. I'd be recently been laid off. You know, all the signs are just pointing and just the universe is telling me like, hey, dude, you, you got to you got to figure something out. So I had like a little pity party for a while. You know, it's kind of like, woe is me. But then I started volunteering as, as a mentor at, you know, a high school for at-risk youth. You know, these kids are failing. They still are. I still have them. They're juniors now. They're going into being the seniors next year. But, and I was literally drawn to this opportunity. Actually, it literally smacked me in the face. You know, it just, it, it came to me at the right time in my life when I needed it, you know. But this, in turn, got me the hell out of a sales career that I didn't really have passion for anyway, you know. I was just doing it because it was all I knew. I was making decent money, but I, for the most part, I was miserable, you know, but my new journey, I mean, it's only at the beginning stage. So right now, and like I said, I totally changed careers on a different career path, starting something new in August. So I'm, I'm excited for what's next is basically what I want to say. So it works. You know, the, the, I wanted to point that out, live in service. That was, that was key from what he mentioned because he, he shows it and you, you can see it. And feel the passion that he has with his work. Find that with you as well. And remember that if you are ever stuck. Live in service. As Andrew said, we all want some of the basics in life, right? You know, to sleep better, to feel better, learn faster, avoid depression. Or as he said, keep your head out of it as much as possible. That was great the way he worded that. Avoid addictions as much as you can. And this relates to so many things, not just what you eat or drink. 
so many addictions in life. So those are some key things that he, he works with individuals on. And they also talked about how both science and skateboarding cross over each other and that we all know you have to keep trying over and over and over again. You know, we all can relate to that. And much in, like in skateboarding, you fail a lot in science, as he said. You fail more than you, you, you don't, right? You, but then you get those breakthroughs that have it eventually, and the reward in the end is so worth the effort. So that's kind of how science and skateboarding compare, as he, as he noted. Another quote I wrote down is, skateboarding is an amazing template for life. Spot on, right? Can we all agree? <laughs> I mean, this was after Andrew talked about having like such a great community and how we, you know, I'm talking about skateboarding and how he has it now in his current field, how we help push each other. You know, it's a, we're not all just stuck in just like this little vacuum, just doing work all by yourself. We push each other. You know, we see stuff, see individuals and skaters do things that push us as well. And, and especially when you're skating together versus like riding solo, it's the same thing. It's a community. So I fully agree in that it is an amazing template for life. We, I've said it before. I've said it many times before. And I'm so proud and, and thankful that and grateful that skateboarding came into my life when it did. It made me the person I am today, straight up. All because of something with four wheels and a piece of wood. Carl had so many great questions in this interview, but I, I about lost my mind about four minutes, 16 seconds in. I freaking loved that exchange. We've all been there before. It's what keeps coming back. <laughs> because we know... We've had those days where, when everything almost feels so effortless, almost like you're in a dream. Dare I say perfect? We've all been there. It's those sessions that, that keep you coming back for more. Much like in golf, when you have a good round, you're like, man, I'm, I'm a good golfer. And then the next round, you suck. That's what happens to me. But skateboarding has the same thing. But that exchange was perfect, about 4 minutes, 16 seconds in after that question. And only to turn around, of course, like I said, it. Because we've all had those days we feel great, and then the, and everything's effortless, and the next day, literally nothing works, and the wheels just kind of fall off, literally. Been there, done that. Great exchange. They then went on to talk about how important sleep is, went into some like breathing techniques, You know, talked about conquering fear, but I really perked up when Andrew mentioned EMDR. EMDR is the best thing that ever happened to me. Can't remember if I've ever talked about this before, but I had a panic attack about 20, yeah, 22 years ago now. Can't exactly remember, but notice how I said, uh, as in one panic attack. EMDR pretty much wiped out the anxiety, the memory, the trapped energy that was causing this for me. Sure, I'm still prone to anxiety and I'm working on it. It's part of the reason why I quit caffeine. And those who have had panic attacks know that the biggest fear is having another one. Those who know, know. It's, it's a struggle. It's a con it doesn't go away. It's just how you manage it. But EMDR and, and breathing helps me out so much when things kind of start to, start to boil up again. You know. But his, advi his advice on EMDR is spot on. Use it. Use it often. And not just for skateboarding. You can also supplement the eye motion with what's called a butterfly hug as well. So I'll, I'll put that in the, in the notes below. But it works wonders. Trust me. I took so many notes from this video, though. I mean, you should, too. Even if you already watched the video, go back and write down all the great suggestions that Andrew mentioned. And what's crazy, in many of these things that he mentioned and they talked about, you can start today and have immediate results. 
right now. Like, use the tools today. You don't have to wait and get, like, you know, say you're working out of gym, you see results after a couple weeks, a month. This, the, many of the things that he talked about can fix your life or at least help you today. So crazy. It's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this. So why wait, you know? Check out the video. Start the things today. Might, you might skate better, too. Not just be, be and feel better as a human. You might actually improve your skateboarding. But my, my favorite favorite part of the interview is when they switch to the topic of dopamine if you only have the time to watch like a few minutes say you're you're oh, you got a quick break or you, you don't want to commit just this segment alone fast forward to eight minutes and 53 seconds just watch that one just that one quote if you care about your life you want to protect your dopamine very carefully oh, i mean i almost fell on the floor after hearing that Powerful, powerful stuff. And I've never heard it worded like that before. And I fully agree. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, uh-huh, uh, yeah. He, men he mentioned that you never want to let it get too high or get too low. And this is so important in the age of social media where we all get the hits of dopamine, dopamine when we post something that has like either like a thumbs up option or a heart button or it shows you the views so we can see the immediate results from. It's so easy just to open the floodgates of dopamine in one sitting, like in one session on social media. So eye-opening. I was like, damn. I mean, I'd already been cutting back like my social media use already before this. I watched this video. This is this game changer. Game changers. Totally going to change the way I use. I'm going to call it use social media as a tool. I'm not going to try and allow all this dopamine to be used just scrolling through the feed. Not anymore. Because we all want to get praise, right? We all want to hear positive things about our work. You know, I have a podcast. So obviously, I want to hear good things about it. Maybe people are enjoying it. But, you know, I don't want to put all my dopamine, you know, my, my basket of dopamine into this you know, oh, hey, podcast results or uh, post a video on social on Instagram or whatever. Try not, like, as he said, try not to get caught up in the reward aspect of the journey. That's key. You know, he advised that the best thing you can do is put your motivation and drive towards the hard work and effort of the process. That was huge. I mean, it's very similar to what Gary V always says: enjoy the grind. That's what's most important, not like the outcome. So that was huge. That so clicked and resonated with me. So I had to mention that. Damn, this stuff is so good. See what I'm talking about? And I can't believe Jenkum gave this to us for free. This is this is stuff people pay for. And we just got it for free. 18 minutes of just dropping knowledge. Now, I do have to admit there was a moment when I, I did feel seen or almost like attacked in this video. Right around 10 minutes and 45 seconds. I was I was starting to sweat. I was waiting for Andrew to like point and at literally at the camera and say, "No names mentioned, <laughs> Rick Beta. I see you." Right around that time, right around the time he's talking about writing a book, it's almost as if he heard my interview with Gordy Tharp, episode ninety three. Go back and listen to me toss out a ton of dopamine after I said I'm gonna write a book too. Dopamine, dopamine. I'm just handing it on over. Handing it on out, just throwing it. You know, I like when you're like a boat is sinking, you're just shoveling the water out. That's what I was doing with my dopamine right there. That's right. I got all that out. And guess what? I still only have a few pages written. Wow, shocker. Take it from a neuroscientist that says 
protect your dopamine carefully. Because look what happened. The book is not complete. <laughs> I should have just kept my mouth shut until it was completed. But even then, I, no, I should have kept my oh, I will. I'm sorry. I'm going to speak this as if it's going to happen. It's still. I'm not going to talk about it until it's literally available for purchase. And that could be 5, 10, 20 years from now. But still, I'm not going to use my dopamine on it. See? Gosh, this is so great. Such great info that we learned. But it's all good. You know, I'm a change man now. You know, thanks to Andrew. Thanks to Carl asking the great questions. And now that I'm going to be protecting my dopamine from here on out, who knows, like I said, when I'm going to start typing words again, you know. But I am going to focus on the effort and the grind of the process, okay? See what I did there? And just when I thought th this interview couldn't get any better... It went on to tap into another one of my passions, dreams. Namely, though, learning tricks and dreams, you know. And I'll never forget the time I did, like, that sweet frontside wall ride better than Tom McGrero in my dreams. You know, I, I haven't done those in a while, and I hadn't done it at the spot that he did it. But, I, you know, it still felt good. I felt like I learned a trick in that dream. However, Carl, you know, he was mainly asking about whether or not we could use dreams to learn tricks, which we can but you know me, I, I'd have to ask Andrew, like, okay, Andrew, that's great. I, I know we can, you know, use dreams to learn tricks, but how in the hell can I keep the tricks I can do currently? Because I'm not really trying to learn new tricks. I'm just desperately trying to keep and hang on to the ones I have. How do I, how do, I do that, Andrew? Is there such a thing? Because I know there's no muscle memory. You, you, you shut that whole thing down. I used to use that term muscle memory all, all the time. That doesn't exist. So how do, I, how do I keep the tricks that I'm currently doing, Andrew? I'm assuming I could probably do the same. You know, It just means that in the future, I'm going to probably be having dreams of me doing sloppy grinds and no slides. Nothing exciting. Who knows? I'll keep you in the loop, okay? If you haven't checked this one out, do it today. I'll put the link in the notes below. I loved every minute of it. Every minute. It could have been longer. I would, if they would charge for this, I would have paid for it. Even the attention to detail with the frequency waves on the screen, chef's kiss. That was perfect. Bravo, Jankum. Carl, you straight up killed it, man. Amazing, amazing questions. And Andrew, thank you for all you do. I truly mean that. This was amazing. And I am now subscribed to Andrew's podcast on YouTube. You should do that as well. Excellent, excellent stuff. If you're into that. If not, you might be after this video. Whew. I need a sip of water now. Good stuff by Jacob. Good stuff. Okay. Shifting now to Lizzie Armanto's cold call from Thrasher Magazine. Now, this was a nice look into basically her ramp <laughs> and her house and the direction of the ramp and all that good stuff. But it was a good insight, ten minutes, about 10 minutes long, nothing crazy, and Lizzie's so awesome. So here are some of the notes I took along the way. And, well, actually starting off, of course, with the ramp. The ramp was like the 800-pound the gorilla in the room, okay? So I got a note because she says, the ramp is dictated by power lines. And what she means is that, the, the the power they had to build it a certain way in a certain direction so it's like straight facts she's dropping right there they had no choice to have it faced east west which is kind of a bummer and i'll go into a little bit more on that in, in a couple minutes but you know her and axel made it work 
And I totally get that. I totally relate because my house, it, it faces north-south, which makes a huge difference, obviously, with sun, what time it smacks you in the face, all that. So if, you have, if, you know, if you're into that, if you're aware of it, you you'll, can totally relate to what Lizzie's about to say. But north-south is like the perfect combination, especially if, or even though I plan on having a mini ramp in my backyard soon. Not a vert ramp as she has, though. You know, I don't. I don't care that my head won't be as high as the power lines. That's fine. The key thing is the sun to the eyes ratio. That's key. And as per Lizzie, if you have an east-west setup, you will be, quote, most of the day, you're probably just blinded. So that's a key thing. Their, their ramp faces east-west. And with the price of lumber these days, this is such an important fact. You know, save you lots of money. It could save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in wood or having to rebuild it. You don't want to build a ramp in the wrong direction or on like a pet cemetery, something like that, you know? So it's a huge note to take for all you like future vert ramp builders. I mean, it's almost as if like you, if you don't have a house that faces north south, Lizzie's kind of advising you to not even bother. Like, don't take that risk. Or maybe you have to build like a, a shade or something, you know? You mean, you'll be staring at the sun most of the day and it wouldn't be worth it. But for optimal vert setups, you know, avoid the east west layout, you know? See, not only is Lizzie saving you tons of money on building the wrong ramp in the wrong direction, she's also saving you the frustration of getting blasted in the eyes by the sun, which is, oh, I don't know, what, 93 million miles away. Nevertheless, if I convince the wife to go ahead and let me build my mini ramp in the garage, right now she currently wants it outside, this whole debate will become pointless or moot. That's my plan, though. But my plans are subject to change, you know, on pre-approval and, and post-approval and all that. Actually, scratch that. I will now speak my mini ramp in the garage plan into existence. It has to happen. The way I'm going to spin it in my wife is that I don't have to deal with power lines, babe. Look how high those are. You know, don't want to get my head on that. Don't we have to deal with east, west, or north, south. No, just let's put it in the garage. So take it from Lizzie. Be sure to build a ramp in the proper direction. So basically what Lizzie says is just be sure to build a ramp in the proper direction. And oh, also while you're planning... You might want to toss in an epic garden as well. So, you know, just for your to, to, to round out the backyard. Did you see the size of her garden? She is straight up doom prepped. <laughs> if anything ever gets crazy here in California, I'm going to try and find Lizzie. Actually, I think I will, right? Won't be too hard. I just have to find the ramp that's facing east-west. She's got it all. Here's what I wrote down. Kale, radishes, carrots, sternum, citrus trees with sweet lime. No sourness, by the way. Pink lemon. Yeah, pink lemon. How cool is that? You make straight up pink lemonade. Myers lemon, which we had a rut, like a, a runt in the backyard, but we failed to keep it alive. And I blame like the feral cats in the neighborhood on that one, whatever. You know, that poor tree didn't stand a chance. Maybe it was the position it was in or the location, I should say. But we didn't have a good experience, I should say, with a Meyer lemon. Maybe we needed to put it in the ground versus in a pot. Anyway, whatever. Enough Meyer lemon talk. Then it got real around 3 minutes and 22 seconds. I almost forgot that Chris Gregson was filming. He's only one of the best to ever do it, you know? No big deal, right? He enhances everything he points a camera at and knows the perfect timing for her to drop in so he can track her tricks and just his speed as, you know, hers changes. So good. And she got an epic-looking roast beef, too. You can pause it at 4 minutes. Tasty. I bet that one put a smirk on his face, too. 
One thing I noticed about Lizzie, though, which is not a real surprise, is how nice she is. Apologizing to Greg if she missed, a, you know, like messed up a trick or just missed something. Saying thank you to him, you know, when he gave her her board back. It's the little things like that that go a long way. So especially when you're working with filmers, I had to note that. It was very cool to, to see and hear that. <laughs> Anyone else have flashbacks of the, you know, the Animal Chin Tan House, you know, ramp session about 7 minutes 16 in? Right when she was giving advice on indie airs, when she's saying you gotta push yourself up, you know, you know, whatever she said, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is I totally heard Mike Ma- Mike McGill's voice in my head after she said that. I was like, that's right, kind of said you gotta push with your arm. Anyway, just figured I'd mention that. And how about that sad plant next to a sad plant? Her first ever on that ramp too. So that was a nice recommendation, Chris. You know, Chris knows what's up. It was nice to find out that Axel is kind of a, a thumbs out kind of like fist bumper. Like, if you know what I mean, I, I, I guess it makes it easier to transition into like a thumbs up if you awkwardly miss your, your, your fist bump target like he did. Even if whatever I've talked about so far hasn't convinced you to check this video out, you got to at least see the epic fail at 10 minutes, 22 seconds. Quote, damn, he missed. Dude got called out twice by Chris, and it's all there in the subtitles. Can't mistake it. <laughs> and his response? Oh. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Like I said, he could have at least turned like that fail into a thumbs up at least. You know, like he's got his thumb. I know it's podcasting and not video. You can't see him talking about it. But his fist bump's got his thumb poking out. So, hey, Axel, you might want to like go back and pause it and watch it at 10 minutes and 21 seconds. That one was proper. That's how you do it. Notice how like the thumb is wrapped too. I noticed that even if the, the thumb is wrapped over the top, it still counts. It's still a fist. So for a fist bump, not just a four-finger tap. But you just got to make that fist as compact as possible for maximum effect. And you can thank me later, you know, when basically Chris calls you out again in an upcoming or a future video. But bring that thumb down, you know, like... Thumb down or over, and you got that the fist bumps. I'm doing fist bumps right now. That's that's proper. You've got this, Axel. I know you can do it. But all in all, this was a fantastic video. It only clocked in about 10 minutes. It was like 10 minutes into Lizzie's life, her ramp, her garden, you know, chilling with Axel, you know, during quarantine. They talked about how often they skated that ramp. You know, I think it'd be cool to be Lizzie's neighbor here. I mean, they have a cool ramp. I'm sure they have cool neighbors that are cool with it. I didn't see anyone like in the backyard flipping them off during this video. So that's that's promising. So yeah, just spend 10 minutes of your life, you know. Lizzie knows you're busy. So just there's no excuse. Just give this one a gander. But you have to watch it with headphones on though, okay? And I do mean have to. Just to hear like the sweet sounds of the grinds and of course the spinning wheels. I mean, it's white noise for the soul. Trust me on this one. Trust me. And I'm glad. I'm just glad she bounced back. I mean, no pun intended from that horrific injury she had on the mega ramp. Whoo! That I didn't want to see it, but I did. You know, you just happen to be on social media and you see a video. Oh, great! Can't unsee that. And that looks so painful, and it could have killed her. Not too many people can fly 30 feet into a wall, get basically get thrown into a wall, and drop 20 feet to the ground and live to tell about it. It's insane. So crazy. So I'm glad you're okay, Lizzie. The world needs you. So you're here with us today. And yeah, this is a great look at her life. So go check out this video for sure.
That's all I got for this week. Thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Be sure to keep an eye on nomongo.com when you're ever bored, and we'll see you then. 